You're listening to the Thrive Matters Podcast, your weekly inspiration and resource for growth, practical skills and innovative solutions to thrive in your career, business, leadership, personal and professional development. From women in technology and your host, Barbara Mays, C.G. Browning, let's thrive together. Welcome back, Thrivers. Hello, Thrivers. How are you? It is good to be back today. It is. And welcome to episode 14. 14. Stay safe. Yeah, this is going to be um, such an awesome topic as all of our other ones. Um, and we are so happy to have a guest here today. Yes, drivers. We have a very special guest today in very the house. Very special. Very special. We have Tiffany here. Welcome, Tiffany. Thank you so much for having me. I've been looking forward to this for a while. Yes, of course. And I just want to put out there that this is not her first and her last. You will continue to hear her. So we are so very happy to have her here today. Um, I just before we get started, I just want to give um, a bit of a bio for um, Tiffany. She is an absolute thriver. Um, She's a native of Dallas, Texas, and the founder of On Epiphany Lane, LLC. She is the youngest of three siblings and the aunt of two nephews and one niece. Tiffany attended the University of Houston, where she obtained a BS in psychology and interpersonal communications. That was in 2006. Then she uh, also attended Texas A&M Commerce, where she obtained an MS in community counseling, 2009. Very busy woman. Yes. And and she also attended Columbia University Teachers College, where she obtained an MA in development psychology in 2015. She is a notable counselor, community advocate, and leader with over 10 years of therapy nonprofit leadership, and public speaking experience. She has worked with a variety of populations over her career and has learned how to encourage people to believe they can have healthy and fulfilled lives. Again, welcome, Tiffany. Thank you so much. You sound good. Like I've done something with my life. (laughs) (laughs) You have. You have been such an accomplished woman. I'm so happy. And I met Um, Tiffany through her work and you know she is just very outstanding so she being a counselor you know we're going to unpack some deep things later on in the episode but we want to kind of start off light how's that (laughs) let's do let's come in light so um what do you have cg got any questions for her um well, first, let's just let Tiffany tell us a little bit about herself anything we left off you know I mean, <laughs> probably, but I guess one thing to note is like, I love that you're going to start off light because humor is a big part of what I do in my, in my work with clients and as a public speaker. And even when I was an administrator, like if you wanted to laugh, you're going to come somewhere <laughs> in my vicinity because I, I have ADHD. <laughs> That's something else to know. And oh, so okay. I use it as my super. Oh, wow. Okay. Trying to find a way to connect to like what I'm doing right mm-hmm. now because 
you know, my mind's all over the place, but not really. Like right. counseling, that that's the one place I know. Right. I'm in the moment with the person. Mm-hmm. I, I can I can be on the same wavelength, whether mm-hmm. they're thinking fast or thinking slow. And it's, it's just so much fun for me. And so humor, you know, I'm not laughing at life. I'm laughing at the absurdity of life. Not yes. to be all, you know, <laughs> philosophical. But yes. Yes. it just breaks the tension and it just puts people at ease. And so I love that we're starting this way because I'm a goofball. I love it. Uh, CG and I, we love to laugh. Like, everything is funny. And I grew up in a household where, like, comedians, everything is funny. My family is so funny. So um, we can always find the laughter in everything. So even when it's not funny, it's funny. It's even when it's not. I remember back in the day. Right. Me, my niece, my cousin, we were all going to the state fair. And traffic was crazy. And we were all going across the street and like cars were coming from both directions. And we always try and have our moment. We were being silly, walking across the street, singing, showstopper, show, showstopper. <laughs> and my niece fell. <gasps> oh, oh, my God. She was so embarrassed. Oh, my gosh. So we we all ran to her like, are you okay? We were checking on her, but we were laughing at the same, same time. Because you knew she was okay. Yes, we knew she was okay. <laughs> but, oh, my, we couldn't stop. I mean, until this day, we like, show stop her. And then it just flopped to the ground. I was like, oh, my God. <laughs> yes, I'm pretty sure the cars on both sides, they couldn't stop laughing. Um, but... <laughs> It's just, and she'll tell everyone till this day, um, you know what? We're just going to walk across the street. No extras. <laughs> <laughs> let's, just, let's just keep it. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> so, CG, what do you have um, for Tiffany, you know, like every day? Because we all have these little everyday, uh, what do you call those? Idiosyncrasies or what do you call them? You know, just things. And so what, what do you, what's that something that you had? You were talking about like um, insects and you know stuff. what? My whole family is afraid of bugs, insects. Um, and I think we all got that from my mom. So my daughter, well, really my son too, the whole house, <laughs> they can be in another room on the other side of the house and I can hear a scream and I'm running like, oh my gosh, what's going on? Cause I'm thinking it is something serious going mm-hmm. on and I go <laughs> to the bathroom and it was my daughter screaming like she is almost I don't know dead <laughs> and ma it's a bug and I look and you guys it was just an ant <laughs> oh my god but they're creepy <laughs> but they're creepy <laughs> and she is 50 times a hundred times bigger <laughs> than that ant <laughs> Well, see, that's a, well, see, then that's a thing. Um, I had this experience. I was hiking, and the worst part of the hike, I mean, I'm telling you, hiking over rock, all of this, going through high elevation, all these stairs, it just seems like you are just hiking up to heaven, right? Right. So the worst part of it um, was over, and I was, uh, you know, maybe like a few feet from the pond, and that's a very iconic landmark for me. Mm-hmm. Um, so you have to go over this like wooden walk bridge, walkable bridge. And 
I was about to cross it and I see this green gardener snake snake. Oh. <laughs> oh my God. Like I stopped. I mean, I froze. And I'm thinking, do I go back? There's nobody around. I mean, people are hiking um the trails all the time, but it wasn't anybody right there at that time. And so I was like, okay, I want to get across. Um, I have accomplished a lot up to this point and <laughs> nothing's going to stop me. Not even this right. snake. Good All right. Oh, okay. So trying to self-talk, right? <laughs> so I'm like, okay, well, I'm just going to get the snake out of the way because I'm not going to walk up to the snake. Right? right. And so I just like started throwing little pebbles that I picked up and then little branches. But this snake was like, girl, you throw nature, nature at me. Like I live in this stuff you're throwing at me. Mm-hmm. And so then there's this happy couple that walks up. They came from behind and I'm like, Whoa, wait, there's a snake. Like warning. Right. Go back. They need to shut this place down. Right. And so they were like, Oh no. And they just started walking towards the, the um, bridge. And they were like, it's more afraid of you than you are of it. And Tiffany, I'm like, no, that snake was not scared of me. And I was more afraid of it. Right. So that's an expression. Can you like kind of talk about that? Yeah, man. Like the ant and, you know, we think about like fables and stuff. Like the, 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 the ant and the grasshopper. So when, you, when y'all are talking about these animals, I'm like, yeah, I love it. Animals, especially animals that talk, because you know I love Disney and all that. Stuff. Oh yeah. So I'm imagining these animals in these situations talking to you know your daughter, uh-huh. talking to Barbara, like, "Ma'am, I'm you're bigger than me. Like I'm not moving because I'm doing the same thing you're doing. Like he's scared. It's, yeah. The the, the wow. fear that we you know don't really know is scarier than the fear that we do. Like the mm. snake was justified in not moving because you're uh-huh. bigger than it, so it's clear why they're scared. You're right. Like, all right, I'm just gonna stay right here to this little giant human person goes away right but in reality you're the human the one with all this control is the one that's scared and so yeah it is it is more afraid of you than it than you are bit because you don't really know what it can do whereas it really doesn't have to think that hard to see Uh you can squash me the end that's my life i'm done (laughs) let me play dead yes no more you know (laughs) ruining picnics and no more ruining people's hikes you know and so yeah, like the, that couple, they had the, had a good attitude. I guess they could have encouraged you to come with them, or we'll go with you. But you know, yeah. nobody's perfect. They didn't. Yeah, know. I crossed the bridge with them. Like, okay, so yes, like, yeah, yeah, taking that opportunity to maybe let other people help. But mm-hmm. yeah, it, the thing that we're afraid of, if we don't know it, it makes it scarier, no matter what size it is. Mm-hmm. So, like just knowing your fears will probably make you a little braver. Mm-hmm. Um, and I guess and maybe your daughter just doesn't like to kill things. And maybe she was like, well, I, I can't kill it. So what can I do? Aww. Right. I've yeah, heard that too. That, you know, oh, yeah. they don't want to hear the crunch of the bug. <laughs> no, that's real. Yes. Yeah. And, it, and it can't leave any juice on your shoe. <laughs> exactly. Oh, yeah. Yeah, you don't want yeah. the evidence of your murder. Yeah. Right. It's terrible. <laughs> 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 Having a life is <laughs> No evidence of the bug murder. Yes. yes. Oh my so God. Now, that we use like you cannot have your cake and eat it too and I feel like like yesterday was my birthday and happy birthday birthday. and um I got a big old chocolate cake 
And so I have to work off that piece of cake I had yesterday. But I have bigger, but that's my cake and I should be able to eat it. Right. So what does that expression mean? Like, what are we talking about here? With this? This, those, that's one of those expressions that I struggle with. Like, what does that, you know, yeah. I'm, I'm an imaginative person. What's wrong with so like, you talking about? Like, I, I got the cake. I'm eating it. That's the end. That's, that's uh-huh. what it's for, right? But they mean you can't, like, enjoy the, like, then I think about, like, uh, you know, that cake boss or, like, those shows. Where they yes. Have the cakes. Like, mm-hmm. I, I get kind of frustrated them like why'd you do all this work for this pretty cake you just gonna eat it it's gonna be smashed up right in your face and so it's like you can't enjoy the beauty of this thing and just possess it as a thing Mm -hmm. and then use it for its purpose at the same time too right so you can't hold it and use it at the same time i was like okay i think i get it but does that make sense i guess it does does. at some point that cake is gonna be gone and that's okay, mm-hmm. except that that's the cake's purpose is to be eaten and enjoyed mm-hmm. and a part of a great memory. Bye bye, cake. You're not telling me now. Yes. Wow. Yeah. So that one took Thank me, you. that took me out for a while. I'm just like, whatever. I'm just going to have it. It's mine. I know. Okay. <laughs> Never even thought about that. I am in possession of it, and therefore, mm-hmm. it will go into my stomach. I think I got the, the epiphany about it, and I, I use that word a lot just because. That's your it, That's my thing. That's literally <laughs> my little <laughs> nephew, my, my baby nephew, he's eight now. Like every year, I try to get him eating his birthday cake. He has what is called cake face. Okay. And so like, you know, he'll smash the cake in his face because he yeah. just loves it. And as he's gotten older, he like avoids me now. He doesn't want me to get the picture. I'm like, but it's so cute. And now he's like, I didn't have a cake face. I know how to be clean. And like that, I was like, man, yeah. Like he had the cake, but he used it for what it is. It's like a way to show that he's maturing. Right. By not, you know, eating the cake like a, a baby anymore. He eats mm-hmm. it like a young man of eight. He's just way too tall. But, but yeah, <laughs> I think he kind of helped me figure out what that really meant. It's like things come and go. And yeah. They have to right. Go when it's their time. Right. Yeah. yeah. So it doesn't really matter. That's cool. <laughs> right. That's cool. Do we have any more? Um, look, thinking about I went back to the whole bug bug crunch thing. I know <laughs> everyone growing up in my household were always scared. And back in the day, um, we used to see water bugs from time oh, to time. God. And you know those things, they fly. <laughs> so, so I'm the little sister. I'm the the youngest. Uh, my brother was tasked to uh, get that water bug. You know, anytime we saw anything, I'm going to run and find anybody anyway. Right, right. <laughs> but he was scared too. So, well, I, and it's so funny. He put on his hoodie, <laughs> his coat. Oh, okay. He put the hood to over his head. He had to tighten. <laughs> there is a thug. There is a in thug. Your list. Yes. <laughs> And he found something oh to God. throw, right? Because we already know if it's up high, it's going to fly down and get you. <laughs> but, oh, my gosh. So the I was hoodie just, was protecting his Yes, the hoodie protected his head. It was the armor. You know, he was ready to go to war and to get this bug. I can I don't even remember the end result, if he even got it. But it was just funny. The whole hoodie tied up i'm like well what about me like i'm over here i just probably have on my little gown <laughs> nothing mm-hmm. but he was ready for it but i still and it's funny we still talk about it i was like but did you have to put on the hoodie and all right. of that too yeah and then just the times he was telling me about another story where there was one i guess it was crawling on the ceiling went to sleep fell down in the bed 
<laughs> you oh wake up fighting. Oh, my God. <laughs> After that, you know, you feel so like, ugh, so grossed out. You just leave and you just go sleep in a whole nother room. Mm-hmm. It, the, look, we've had so many stories about just even just killing a little, something as little as an ant. Right. It's crazy. Whole bunch of people on that. A whole bunch of people. It takes the whole family to come in to get whatever it is. Man, it's 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 pretty it's pretty scary. I saw a tarantula not too long ago. Seriously, real talk. Like I'm driving and I saw I swerved. What? Like yeah, I swerved. They have some around here. Like if that was close to me, I couldn't I couldn't take it. What about I, I, the geckos? You know, no, when you I get can't. new new homes, they no. you, there are a lot of geckos. And one got in the house. It was like an albino one, oh. and um, oh, I wasn't killing that. And but they say don't kill them because they eat the spiders. But my my husband got it. But then he thought after he got it, I was going into the bathroom to get it up. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. <laughs> no, <laughs> yeah, I'm like, no, you that that's gross because the half the body is over here, the other half is over mm-hmm. here, and you want me to go pick that up? Oh, no, God. sir, I'm sorry, you're gonna have to be mad, but you're gonna have to go in there and get that. <laughs> right, leave no evidence, none <laughs> of the murder, murder. Uh, Well, let's go ahead and transition into um, our topic, Um, quite a serious one um, today, and we've named it Stay Safe, um, specifically for um, going through the COVID-19 crisis. It was an expression, you know, a lot of expressions came out of uh, COVID, um, social distancing, things like that. Um, and one of the things that I would hear over and over, um, we've all heard it where when someone would depart from one another and they say, Hey, stay safe. Right. And, you know, my gut feel, they were talking about, you know, stay safe, stay safe from the virus itself, do whatever to protect, um, shelter in place while we were doing that, um, and becoming what we would quote unquote um, be called successful with that, I started hearing news reports that were troubling. Mm -hmm. I don't know how much attention it got. It got some, but it just kind of startled me a little bit. Mm -hmm. And it was the rising cases of abuse that that was happening with children and adults. Yes. So... Um, Tiffany, that's, you know, the crux of this topic today is people staying safe because we had people to, hey, stay safe, shelter in place. Mm -hmm. And some people, the reality, they went into homes that they may have been sheltered from the COVID-19 or coronavirus. Right. Um, But then there were some abuses that that had happened and they didn't feel safe. Mm-hmm. So let's talk about that. Um, CG, you want to start? Yes. So I've heard also like with COVID and a lot of students being homeschooled, um, that took away their safe place, you know, um, 
a lot of the students, they relied on going to school to get away right. from the troubles that they've had at home with their parents or with their um, loved ones, the ones, whoever they're living with at that time. So I heard that quite often that um, it was a lot worse um, for several of the children. And same thing with the adults as well, because you're stuck in a home with someone 24-7, whereas before we were able to go to school, we were able to go to work. Um, and it's it's so sad. Mm-hmm. It's very mm-hmm. sad. So can you just jump right in and some of my thoughts about that? Um, so I started my career in domestic violence um, at an organization called New Beginning Center. It was based in Garland. And, you know, the first thing that they taught us was what abuse is and, like, what it isn't. And just speaking to, like, the, the fear of, you know, being sheltered in place with an abusive environment, like, just – taking the abuse out of it, just those kids, it was school was also safe because of the nourishment, you know, getting their meals, right. you know, right. socialization, because mm-hmm. maybe they were in an unsafe neighborhood and like playing was not an option because it's not safe to be outside. And so you add yeah. the stresses of, you know, losing jobs, um, you know, losing the ability to kind of live your life in the same way. And you add, mm-hmm. you know, poor communication, you know, not having the skills to really mm-hmm. parent the child um, you know, violence can increase, and even with domestic violence as well. I wasn't surprised when I heard it. Mm-hmm. I know it, I, I'm not jaded by you know my work in that time, but it it I understand how the the cycle works. And basically, power and control are at the center of all abuse. So child abuse, domestic abuse, um, it, it, and abuse is when I'm speaking about abuse as far as like a relationship. Because, like, bullying can technically mm-hmm. be abusive because somebody hit you, but if it's not a relationship, it happens one time, well, we call that assault, right? Yeah. But it's abuse right. when it's a right. pattern uh, over time. Mm-hmm. And so power and control, like, why power and control? Well, because um, we as humans are vulnerable. Like yeah. Our examples that you guys right. kind of gave about the, the bugs, like, the, I kept thinking, like, staying – we're going to talk about staying safe and <laughs> these people don't feel safe in their own home when this invader is coming in. Right. But what that if that invader right. is not an invader? Like that's even more right. off-putting because there are going to be times of safety. This is the person's parent. This is mm-hmm. the person's partner. This is, you know, maybe the right. provider for the home or the person who, you know, makes them breakfast mm-hmm. in the morning. And it's also the person that talks down to them, makes them feel less than, makes them feel fearful, takes their money. Like there's so many things you can do. So, Mm-hmm. Um, the power control wheel that they taught us, you know, in the beginning, it, it the center's power control, and then there's these little spokes on the wheel for different tactics. So uh, I guess the most recognizable one is physical violence, but that's actually the outside of the wheel. Physical violence is what keeps people in the cycle okay. because of that fear of being hurt, harmed, okay. or taken, taken they, away. It's the fear if they expose that or if they tell someone right. more. Right, and all this other okay. stuff that's on the inside is, is again, like you said, exposed, yeah. then violence can happen and violence can go mm-hmm. from a, a wide range of things. Mm-hmm. But emotional abuse, that's just making a person feel less than, making a person feel incapable, stupid, any of the negative things you would say about a person. Mm-hmm. Emotional abuse works because, mm-hmm. again, the person's in relationships, so there's a 
you know, contract that we have, we're here for each other, mm-hmm. to take care of each other, whatever that relationship is. And right. the person that cares about me says these bad things, well, they're probably true because they love me. They wouldn't lie to me. Oh, and so, so there's this kind of right, like, yeah. illogical thinking. Instead of looking at the evidence of their behavior, mm-hmm. they're looking at what they want to be true, which is the person that I know loves me mm-hmm. wouldn't say this unless it meant something, not because they're trying to get power control. The, the, the victim doesn't know, or the survivor, or the target, however you want to say it, doesn't mm-hmm. know that that's the, that's the goal. Then, of course, they're going to get subdued. Um, so, yeah, so that's emotional abuse is one. One of my favorites, and I say favorites loosely because... It's the one where if I hear this, this is like my like the breadcrumbs to get me to really see what's going on. And it's called minimization, denial, oh, okay. and all work together. So this is more of a, a verbal abuse as in what the abuser says to the other person. Minimization, I barely touched you. Oh. It was just a comment. I was just, I'm just telling you the truth. Mm-hmm. So you're minimizing the impact of what you're doing to another person, even if they're telling you. Because again, I say survivor and target because victim gives me that language of like the person had no power they still have power in the mm-hmm. situation they'll talk back they'll, mm-hmm. they'll try to have a conversation to understand when that person minimizes how you feel or what they did it again takes away your power because you're again off center like well maybe it was maybe you play I, it off yeah you like take on accident this, or something yeah oh they didn't mean it or like yeah. you take on yeah. the responsibility for their actions mm-hmm. because they minimize denial same mm-hmm. thing like i don't know what you're talking about so, like, mm-hmm. you're questioning your sense of reality at that point. Like, did this happen? Like, did wow. I get, yeah, did yeah. they say this? Right. Um, denial hurts twice because it happened, and then you have to act like it didn't happen because the other person won't say that it happened. Mm-hmm. And then blame is the third one. Mm-hmm. And so we all know what it feels like to be blamed for something that you didn't do, but to be blamed for hurting yourself or why you got hurt. Well, I did this because you did that. Versus I did yes. this because I chose to, because I wanted to hurt you and keep you, you know, they're not going to talk mm-hmm. like that. <laughs> that's not how abusers think right. until they get help. Um, so minimizing denial and blame, so that's like verbal abuse. There's other tactics like, you know, financial abuse. Um, with children, it's more mm-hmm. neglect. So like the, not taking them to the doctor, not, you know, feeding them properly, um, you know, hygiene, that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. So neglect, th- th- uh, those are mm-hmm. some uh, tactics. Um, in a domestic violence situation, using children, so triangulating the family, basically mom, dad, or mom, mom, or dad, dad, whatever the dynamics are, mm-hmm. the child is put in the middle of, well, mm-hmm. your mom did it, you know, I only did that because your mom, you know, they're telling the kid what's going on, which isn't unfair. Oh, got it, got yeah. it. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah. multiple yeah. Involved, and, and yeah. then using a child as a... That's abusive in and of itself. Yes. Like, yes. Put yes. that emotional strain. Right. So that's both child. child abuse and the domestic abuse itself because yeah. the parent that is the target is hurt because they can't protect their child. Mm-hmm. So not only can they not protect themselves, they can't protect their child. Yeah. And then also, you know, child, you know, using, using the courts, using money to try to manipulate the child's feelings towards the abuser, mm-hmm. things like that. Um another one there's like one more there's like smaller categories but i'm trying to oh isolation it's another one isolation so okay ah, okay we're in covid we're all having to isolate by decree of the government right then the abuser has already Mm -hmm. probably worked on isolating the the target from the people that care about them so they can't hear the encouraging words they can't get the second opinion about hey you know maybe Mm -hmm. that's not what's really happening and, and abusers know that. 
And so yes. they want you to, well, they don't really care about you. Like, I'm the only one that cares about you. They just mm-hmm. lie to you. They don't want you to be, you know, what I want you to be. They, they don't love you like I love you. Like, all of that kind of stuff is to keep you from other people. Or they cause a lot of drama. And it's like, it's easier for me to keep this person away from my family mm-hmm. than to, like, have to deal with that every time we go over mm-hmm. there. Um, yeah. And that can happen with kids, too, not ever letting them out, yeah. things like that. So, yeah, isolation is a big one. It's its own because it, it yes. shows up in so many ways, whether that's keeping them from work, keeping them from pursuing what they mm-hmm. want to do. But it, it, it keeps the victim mm-hmm. or the target from having another opinion besides that abusers. That's how they keep their power, too. Right. Um, yes. Yeah. So financial abuse, excuse me, financial abuse, emotional minimization, denial and blame, uh, using children, isolation, um, and then threats. So that's where it gets closer to actual violence but now you're threatening mm-hmm. i'll tell everybody you know take your life those that's another power yeah, mm-hmm. that's another t- tool it's like it's not quite mm-hmm. out there with the actual physical violence but once that happens mm-hmm. uh, that cycle is locked in and so the abuser can kind of use all the other tactics to keep the person in but that fear of leaving is what keeps them there right. so people love to judge a target, someone who's been in an abusive relationship, that leaving the relationship is the most dangerous time. And so when they're isolated, they can't really find a place to go. You see mm-hmm. more incidences that, mm-hmm. that turn out really bad. Um, yeah. Whoa. That's, that's a lot. A, that's, a, that's a segue. Um, mm-hmm. Because my mom, like when I, when I thought about um, – this show that we were going to do and it's like okay where you know you think of it you know outside and um I I remembered in my childhood um of an incident that my mom had and she was trying to leave and my question to you that you can answer once I tell this story is can a person who has a great value system to stay safe to take care of themselves to um, my mom was that woman, you know, um, you, you know, she, she didn't want to have anybody be, you know, abusive to her or, or what have you, but can something traumatic come into your life and kind of, um, scale down that value system and kind of let in. So this story, um, my mom, we had lost our older brother, um, to, to violence. And I was nine, nine and a half, maybe, um, about to turn 10. And so he, he's just this artist, um, you know, just really, really great, quiet, didn't bother, um, anybody. And just this violent thing happened to him one day. And, um, so months six months later, and I'm telling this from the back end because as a child, I couldn't see this like that. Um, But I do know that there was, I'm one of nine children. It was was nine of us and um, I'm the youngest. And so my mom, um, you know, she worked, she continued to do the the mom thing. That's what I saw after um, my brother passed away. Then there was this guy that came into her life and um, everybody seemed to like him. As a matter of fact, she was introduced 
to this man. Again, this is what I'm telling you from what she told me later. I didn't know this coming in um, because I'm only 10 at this point. So, so, but I saw her with this, this guy, you know, um, pretty big guy and all of that. And, um, but I didn't, I just kind of was on the sideline. It was something about him. That's all that I can say. Everybody seems, yeah. um, you know, like him and take him in. My brothers um, had, you know, five brothers by this point, and they were just like, oh, you know, he's the world. And I think this man must have had a conversation with my mom about my behavior. And <laughs> <laughs> because I remember her sitting down and talking to me. And from what I remembered, it was more of, you know, because like, you know, it was a bunch of boys, my brothers, and then me and my mom. So me and her are cool, mm -hmm. you know. And so I think I remember her coming from the angle of, you know, share, things like that, you know, share me kind of things. And, um, you know, just, you know, wanting me to be okay with this new situation with her and her little boy friend. You're right. <laughs> <laughs> and so, um so he probably could feel that I'm not with something maybe. Mm -hmm. um, but I'm, I just kind of stayed um, to myself. When my mom was, was a remarkable woman and, and she taught us about patterns um, uh, of life. And we were, you know, these kids who were, you know, artists and she, we would sit down and we would draw and she was a social worker. So we were her little study students and, you know, and we played this game telephone. And all of us lined up and, you know, what did you hear? What did you hear? What did you hear? And I didn't know that that would be significant for me at 10 years old. So one day, my mom did not get off the bus um, from work. And we were like the children that would just meet her at the bus stop, help her with her bags, everything. And she didn't show up and we didn't understand we didn't know, and we just kept waiting. Hey, have you heard from her? And a friend who went to pick her up let us know that this person um, beat her up after work on her job in the parking lot and kidnapped her. Dun, 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 dun. Cue the dramatic music. And so um, so with all of this, um, my you know, family and, and things like that, you know, they just begin, you know, word, we got to find her, da, 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 da. Um, people were in and out of the house and, and, um, um, it was kids, you know, I remember, you know, kids and I was like one of the older ones and, and, um, the adults, the older, um, people would, you know, just be coming in and out of, in, in and out of the house. And they told me what to do when, if the phone rang or whatever, mm -hmm. and the phone rang. Okay. And it was, it was, it was mom. my mama. Yes. And so I asked her, um, you know, where she was and she didn't answer. Right. And so I asked her, what does she see? I didn't even know how I could do this. Mm -hmm. What do you see when you look out? Are you near a window? I began to ask her questions where she could say yes or no. Good. Dun, dun, where's the tissue? And so, <laughs> and so she was answering yes or no. And then, um, just like I was told, I asked her, what's the address? And she gave the address and the phone went dead. Oh. And 
And I remember as, you know, a kid, you know, we take spelling, mm-hmm. you know, C-A-T, cat, C-A, you know. And right. so I remember, and then being from a musical family, just the rhythm of what she said with the address mixed in with the numbers, mixed in with, you know, um, you, just just that and just hearing the beat of that to remember till I can get a piece of paper. And so when um, adults came back, yeah, did she call? Boom. I, and I told that she called and it brought her back. And when she came, I mean, she was just unrecognizable. And she grabbed me and she said, you saved my life, you know. And she said he beat her worse Mm -hmm. when um, he heard of her giving the address. But she begged him to call home. Mm -hmm. Can I just call home? She thought that was the end. Well, fast forwarding, she said that she was still going through some depth of whatever from losing my brother okay her first born son Mm -hmm. okay and you know she it was a guard that was let down she later you know went to the police and he you know spent time in jail because my mother was that type of woman Mm -hmm. um and so but yeah that's my question can something traumatic because it may be somebody out there thinking this isn't me. How, how did I end up here? And I don't, I'm embarrassed about it, you Mm -hmm. know, and it could have been something, some trauma that caused them to kind of feel more vulnerable or let them let their guard down. You know, I just honor your mother's memory. You're you're sharing this because, you know, for you, like trauma is so interesting because until we make it a part of our story, it stays trauma. Mm-hmm. So like right now, the way I hear you saying it, it's a part of your story. So it doesn't, it doesn't put you back there. Correct. Yeah. Like the tears you have is just, you know, can be for many reasons. Because but... if I need to make an appointment with you, whatever. Yeah. No. <laughs> hey, it's all good. But no, it's, the, the question is a great question. Uh, and it's really one of the big challenges of working. When I was working in domestic violence, I moved from counseling. I did... Um, course uh people that identify themselves as as suffering from uh, an abusive relationship i worked with their children so i did field play therapy mm-hmm. then i worked in battered intervention okay. that was like probably the biggest challenge of my career at that point because i'm just like how can i help these people most of them were male but i did have female groups too uh-huh. and it was like okay yeah i i see it from all points of view so to have someone who's got all these great qualities these great values they believe in themselves they love themselves it's a gradual process Mm -hmm. and you know those tactics i was telling you about especially i'm telling you minimizing denial and blame are the like the seeds Mm -hmm. because you you allow somebody to tell you something that's not true and not question it Mm -hmm. and not hold them accountable like if they can get away with that to me Mm -hmm. it's just gradual right but to, to speak to the trauma piece of it like having that trauma changes how you see the world and the world wasn't safe when she lost her son. Mm-hmm. Or that could be one of the things that her mind has adapted. So seeing this big, strong man, okay. Mm-hmm. He makes me feel safe. He makes my children feel safe. Right. So there's no way that children he Children minus one. Okay. Yes. Yep. Right. Yes. The children that she has. Beside, <laughs> and, but there's this one little there's girl over here. little girl. Over there in the like corner. Side-eye emoji. Like, you know? no, I'm not, not a fan, Mom. Not a fan. <laughs> yeah, I get it, though. Like, children... they're so emotionally open Mm -hmm. it's just learning how to use emotion for what they're for yeah yeah like 
it didn't take any of that away from her, right? It's right. just being empowered because empowerment is a feeling. It's something mm-hmm. that emotions job is to make us move into whatever, move mm-hmm. away from or move towards or to be still or be mm-hmm. in the be in that. And her being hurt and, and having that loss and then this happening, like mm-hmm. that was a wake up call she needed and thank God she had right. you yes. to, you know, kind of be her little little torch or little you know mm-hmm. god puts us in families for a reason yes, yes. Uh, the people we have are the people we have because those are the people we are supposed to have mm-hmm. but um just in general for anyone who may be a uh, you know survivor or a target or even the person that's actually doing the, the harming like mm-hmm. you need to look at how you see the world because that's what's driving that need for power control if you feel helpless mm-hmm. and hopeless mm-hmm. well yeah you're gonna be scraping you know, for power control, wherever you can get. That's, that's yes. what I learned from those those batterers, the guys that were batterers. That's that's the label that they were given. Mm-hmm. Um, is that they felt weak and didn't know how to deal with vulnerability. And think about it, a relationship. But the the the, 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 the ones, guy that was the guy or the woman that was being the abuser. Oh. Like as therapy went on, as we learned about the different topics, mm-hmm. and like you know, they realized that I didn't know how to be vulnerable with this person or any person. Yeah. Oh, okay. Got and it. so instead of leaning into that feeling with mm-hmm. your partner, because that's the whole point, you're supposed mm-hmm. to hold each other up. Like, yeah. You know, when I'm weak, you're strong. And not that I need to feel strong all the time and you need to feel weak all the time. Right. Because yeah, if you're because if you're weak, then I'm not weak. When in reality, because you are trying to take someone's power, you by proxy are weak. Yes. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And so, so yeah, their traumas started coming up. I, I mentioned a, a client, you know, especially – and that's a whole other topic as far as like gender expectations, but mm-hmm. you know, not recognizing sexual abuse as a ch- as a young man, or not recognizing like that they watched their parents go through this, but but sided with the, the parent that was the abuser. Yeah, so sided with the side of power, you know. And you say something that, that right there, like men don't recognize that they were sexually abused mm-hmm. by an older woman, or yeah, that they were taken advantage of, or. Yeah, and, and why is that? Well, seeing that as a place of, so well, the trauma plays itself out in the abusive behavior because they're trying to regain that power. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But if you've never acknowledged why you don't feel that you have the power, the cycle continues, continues, continues. Your brain's right. trying to make sense of it, but you haven't even started at square one. You haven't even found the snake. Mm-hmm. Yeah, <laughs> you haven't found the thing that's right. actually keeping you from being different. Yeah. Um, but also, like you know, society it's, has these, you know, women. Women are girls their entire life, sometimes. Mm-hmm. In some people's right. minds, like, oh, that's my girl. This woman is 75 years old. That is <laughs> not your girl. That is a, right. a seasoned saint. No, that's, <laughs> right. that's a, a woman who's had a full life that has wisdom and, and love to share. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, sometimes feeling like a girl is okay. It's a feeling. Yeah. Feelings pass, yeah. but I am not a girl. I am right. a woman. Mm-hmm. So if this is a young man, a teenager or whatever, mm-hmm. and this is a woman, an adult woman who has the ability to do a lot more things, has had more life, mm-hmm. and they're in an intimate relationship, like, what? Right. Because right. right. if it were a young girl, an actual girl, mm-hmm. an actual man, mm-hmm. oh, we already know that's a problem. Right? Yes. But, but that, you hear about teachers. Yeah. Yeah, like, you do. Yeah. Like yeah, Laterno. I saw her, her, uh, her, her husband. That's now an adult. The one that yes. Remember, she went to jail. He mm-hmm. was twelve. I remember. Yeah, went to jail. Got out. Had a kid with him. Went to bed. Like kept doing it. Mm-hmm. And that poor young man. Like 
I, I wish I could have seen the interview. I might need to go look at it because I'm not sure where he is mentally. He's a man now. Uh-huh. But, like, I feel like he's been, it's that Stockholm Syndrome, he's been with yeah. her so long. Yes. He doesn't know anything else. Mm-hmm. And, and so, yeah, like, all of that stuff plays a role in just, um, the way we did BIP was, like, we looked at, basically societal norms like what is what are the expectations of you as a man mm-hmm. or, or a woman what are the um things that make violence work and we, we talked we came from the big picture and then made it small okay so right. how does this play a role in your life how does this big old cycle that's you know outside of us but also inside of us work and mm-hmm. so getting people to kind of see how the inside and the outside work together um i think it would help you know i, I don't know their stories after the fact but mm-hmm. I, I did see, you know i saw people that dropped out and you know, not everybody can can get what they need when they need it, but um, but yeah, trauma is gonna be there until you recognize it and make it a part of your story. Because if it can play it, it'll play itself out in as many ways as possible in your life mm-hmm. yeah. until you face it yeah. head on. Yeah, you can't walk over it though. That's that's the beautiful thing. Like you have to walk, pick it up, and walk with it because yeah. mm-hmm. yeah. it's gonna be that Feel baggage is gonna be through. with you. Mm-hmm. That's yeah. like grief. Grief is one of those baggage bags that you just you know it, it just gets smaller over time it might start as like a whole suitcase yeah. set and you might get down to a little little shoulder bag or maybe a fanny pack uh-huh. if you keep doing the work but um we don't you know so people that have all these great values those things are always going to guide your life if you let them but when you let situations and like your emotions tell you the truth versus that yes. belief yeah right. i believe in respect i believe in love i believe in hope you know when that is the thing that's guiding the boat if you mm-hmm. be real then you'll be able to get out of that but we're human we have we have we all fall we all have weak moments and we're trying to get a need met and so sometimes we focus more on that than mm-hmm. what does this mean in the big picture of my right life. that makes sense right and sometimes we need people that's that power we do that power, relationship yeah. to be symbiotic yeah, it's, it's all about equality. Yeah. Yeah. We're both as important as each other. We both right. have something to contribute. Not that we're the same, because that's yeah. why a lot of people get mixed up too, because this is how it works for both, you know, for heterosexual and, you know, homosexual, any other non-traditional mm-hmm. yeah. coupling is that it's really not about the person's gender. It's about the person. Mm-hmm. You're just as important as me. You have things to contribute that I don't have. Right. Yeah. We're supposed to complement each other. Mm-hmm. Right. You know, not just, you know, be together because we just have to be together right mm-hmm. it's more than just that passion it's 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 it's, it's a growth you know mm-hmm. growing in the same direction yeah yeah so what are some of the signs of being abused oh yes red flags so i feel like i'm taking out through my career journey too so like oh, yeah. after biff and i got my degree i was I didn't, you know wasn't an intern anymore so i was a fully licensed person mm-hmm. uh well intern license so I had to do these hours to get the full license so I was like how can I do this in a efficient way but help the most amount of people yeah so there was a job called community education where we go to the high schools and middle schools and talk about dating violence Mm -hmm. and try to teach kids in a prevention way Mm -hmm. so that they know what to look for when they start dating or if they are dating and so the red flags um clinginess is like the top one like clinginess what do y'all how do you how do you describe clinginess uh Try, uh, being with or wanting to be with that a person like 24 7 mm-hmm. don't want to be out of their sight right because oh, it, it seems okay. sweet but then you 
Yes, we've been talking about abuse. So you're like, yes, ooh, right. you can see how somebody can take advantage of you. Uh-huh. Right. Because what they do, they're trying to find your pattern. They're trying to see who's around you. They're, they're just trying to, they're getting a lot of intel. user. Right. Yeah. Abuser. Okay. okay. Abuser. Now, again, that's when it gets confusing. If both people are clingy, mm-hmm. then it's like, oh, okay. Yeah. It's, it's, it's a mutual thing, but it wouldn't be clingy then because mm-hmm. it's right. unwanted. It's mutual. It's not clingy until it's unwanted. Right. Like, when it's just them being together, they're just very attached. It may be enmeshment, you know. Mm-hmm. It, it can have some unhealthiness to it, but as long as there's time away and there's boundaries, mm-hmm. it's okay. But right. when it's like y'all's second week and y'all been out on a date, you know, 13 days in a row, uh-huh. that's a lot. Like, yeah. where is your life at? Because I got life? stuff yeah. to do. Yeah. Right. Right. Especially for yeah. adults. Now, teenagers, yeah. you know, yeah, being on the phone for hours, like, all that yeah. stuff is normal. Uh-huh. It's like, I can't be on my phone with my friends because you're interrupting and you don't want to be on the phone with my friends too so yes. people not wanting to be integrated into your life yes. mm-hmm. early on too like you try to get in with me you need to try to get in with everybody that everybody likes me. yeah but not in a like um you know being on the outside and like you know they don't know you but i know you mm-hmm. but that's what that clinginess does all that extra exposure it proximity that's another like social science thing like the closer we are to people the more time we spend with them the more sense that we think we know them yeah Oh, and so and you're in a, you really don't. Yeah. But you really don't. So yeah. if you're starting to date someone, it's like, yeah, you know, I've talked to them and I just know mm-hmm. so much more about them. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it's this false sense of that. But then until something happens, you really don't ask those other questions. Like, wait a minute, what happened yeah. to his last relationship? Like, yeah. Wow, I don't even know, right. you know, where is his friend? Why can't that wait? Uh-huh. You don't ask those questions until there's some kind of conflict because of that extra attention, mm-hmm. that, that clinginess. And then isolation kind of goes along with it. So not only are they clingy, but then they start trying to put boundaries between you and the people that care about you. Oh, yeah. Uh, you know, so making you break choose them. that person as a symptom, like they stop hanging around, stop they, coming to the barbecue. Stop mm-hmm. And then uh, having the partner, like, try to make you choose, too. Like, yeah. You know, I mean, you know, yeah, I mean, you know, you like going out with your friends and brunch is fun and all, but I mean, I could just, I could take you somewhere else. Yeah, I was going to take you. <laughs> I was. It's like, is that person uh-huh. going to disappear if, if I don't go today? Because we can do that tomorrow. But, you know, being able to set boundaries and that person not get uh, offended or feel like, you know, you don't care about me, mm-hmm. all that kind of stuff. So uh, just unnecessary aggression. So watching how people treat other people. Uh-huh. You know, sometimes mm-hmm. abusers are great at hiding their anger, using anger as the way they communicate. Mm-hmm. And they're just so charming and everything mm-hmm. like that. But, like, you know, how do they treat waiters and how do they treat you know, their family. You know, yeah. Sometimes it, it's, sometimes sometimes it's a Dr. Jekyll. Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Sometimes it's like, ooh, that was rude. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Or they may not say anything. They'll, they'll suppress it, but then they'll tell you. They'll go off to mm-hmm. you, and it's like, okay, you were that mad about that? That wasn't yeah. that big of a deal. Like, just, yeah. just right. seeing how they react, <laughs> and if it doesn't make sense for the situation. Mm-hmm. You know, sometimes you're like, oh, yeah, that pissed me off, too, but mm-hmm. why didn't you say anything? Or why didn't you? Um, what's another yeah. one? Uh, buying gifts. Just... Out of the blue, trying to buy somebody's affection. Oh, oh okay. Um, right. And kind of holding those things over their head. Like, it kind of goes. I bought you that, therefore. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, what's some other ones? That's a lot. Like, I used to talk to you so much. It's like, oh, I got to pull it out the back of my head. But honestly, no, if you can't set a boundary with that person without them threatening to end things, mm-hmm. that's mm-hmm. a huge sign. Yeah. Like, we can't have a conversation about what's important to me what's important to you mm-hmm. if i'm the one all, you know the one person's doing all the accommodating it, it it's such a gradual thing so just right. 
trusting your intuition yeah. when things don't feel right and bringing it to that person. Mm-hmm. If they react in an ugly way, you bring it to someone else to say, hey, do you think I reacted the right way or did, mm-hmm. did I ask this in the right way? So having a having people to kind of bounce your ideas off of is important. Not letting yourself be isolated. Absolutely. Um, it's, it's super yeah. important. But the, the signs are there, but the biggest sign is going to be if you feel respected and valued mm-hmm. um, most of the time, because, you know, people make mistakes. They might yeah. say mean things. Yeah. If fear starts to come in mm-hmm. and, and like just feeling bad about yourself and you don't realize why it, it, you're going to feel the change in who you, who you know yourself to be. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's why it's good to, you know, we, we, we say, don't tell your friends everything, but it's like in the beginning, you should in yeah. the beginning. Yes. Yeah. yeah. The foundation needs to be like laid with with the people that are going to help you. We, mm-hmm. People have weddings. It's not just to be looking to look cute. It's to get the people that are going to hold that couple accountable. Uh-huh. Like yeah. the people that come to your wedding need to be the people that you can call and say, "Hey, you know, not giving them everything, but like, right. I know you know this about wow. me. Mm-hmm. Tell me if this is me and if I'm wrong. Hold mm-hmm. me accountable." The guests. That yeah, the guests. I like so, that. Yeah, wow. you want those people. Like, they're not just people that you want to show. I've never heard that before. Yeah. That's cool. Yeah. yeah. The guests or the wedding party? Both. Both. Both? The wedding party get even more. Yeah. But, like, the guests can be, like, specialists, you know? Okay. Specialists. Yeah. Like, all right, auntie, I am not cooking like he likes. Help me. Okay. Or, you know, yeah. Uncle, I need you to tell me how to fix this car because I'm tired of, like, having to pay mm-hmm. <laughs> out of yeah. pocket. I want to be able to do this for my partner. Yes. My so, yeah, like, you want to have a tribe of people that hold you accountable mm-hmm. uh, at the same time having boundaries, space for, you know, if you have a spiritual faith, you know, mm-hmm. taking it to God, taking it to, mm-hmm. you know, your clergy. But everybody has a, a little piece of that relationship mm-hmm. they can help you with. Not the whole thing. Yeah. Uh, so even a therapist, like as a, as a couples therapist, because that's something else I do, mm-hmm. is like I'm only talking about these aspects. I, I have a list. What, yes. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, communication, yeah. conflict resolution, even like your sexual relationship. I can help you with that because I'm not involved at all. Mm-hmm. You don't want to bring that kind of stuff to, you know, family. And right. Like, right. Just, right. We ain't going to have kids. Like, see, you making it about you. <laughs> it's not about you right now. <laughs> I just need some help, you know, making sure I feel safe in this right. marriage right. and stuff like that. Yeah. So, so yeah, it, it's the signs are there, but communication is really the only way for you to know if it's a problem or if it's something that can be worked through. Yes. It is. And what are some of the things that people can do to stay safe, stay and be safe? The hard part because of the world we're in right now. Um, But, you know, you got it. You need people need people. And so there are domestic Mm -hmm. violence agencies and and shelters and things like that. Um, Having a plan a, a safety plan is what we call it in domestic mm-hmm. violence. They have them online. They're free. It's just, it gives you the things to think about. Okay, where are my bank accounts? Where are my important papers? You know, can I pack a bag? Is there a place that I know I can go? Someone's home I can go to? Who's my safe person that I can call? We can just yeah. have like a little code word like, hey, it's going down, whatever. Yeah. They can come yeah. and, you know, but you yeah. want to plan it because that's when it gets the most violent. Maybe that person's mm-hmm. looking to handle you, but you're like, I'm tired of this. I'm leaving. Right. You know, we look at that yes. and it seems it's all dramatic and, you know, it, it works out fine. Right. But right. Mm-hmm. you don't feel safe because of emotional and mental violence and then physical violence or sexual violence. Like, you have to have a plan. You have to strategize and use that fear to do its job, mm-hmm. which is to get, keep you safe yeah. by planning, by mm-hmm. looking at your options. If I do this, could this happen? Mm-hmm. You know, because some people just get kind of wrapped up in what, what do I do? What do I do? 
and right. that's where anxiety gets you stuck. Yeah. You gotta be answered the question, what do I do? Well, mm-hmm. this is what I can do. Yeah. And and that uh-huh. takes empowering yourself and having other people to do that with you. Um, again, it can be harder if you're in that house with that person all the time. Um, but it's got to mm-hmm. be reason to leave. You got to get groceries. You got to go get put gas in the car or something right. like. Right. Figure out a reason to get out. Oh, got it. Yeah. Oh, uh-huh. Make yeah. your plan. Figure out a reason to get out. And you know, if you mm-hmm. don't need to go back, don't go back. Mm-hmm. Um, yes. Just nice. You can just you can replace them. Hopefully. You know, I, I'm sitting here thinking about like all that you're talking about, and it's this is some amazing stuff. And I'm wondering, are there because when you talk about some of the symptoms, there is a bit of slippery slope, you know, mm-hmm. with a person no. that, mm-hmm. you know, may have gotten isolated or, you know, these signs were so subtle um, that they mm-hmm. they never like quite calculated them. So mm-hmm. I, I wish that there was like some classes or some sort of an education, um, educational tool, something that even little ones can can go to and get socialized mm-hmm. early. Um, yeah. So that way, you know, we, you know, people can't be finessed into, you know, what is not normal mm-hmm. to making it seem like it's normal. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. I'm just thinking of like preventative yeah. um, measures that yeah. we could do as a society to help. Mm-hmm. Or are there? Yeah. That program I was talking about um, that I did back in the day, um, they still exist. I mean, right now schools aren't schools and everything's just topsy-turvy. But sadly, like, it's not mental health and, like, relational health and, like, social, just social interaction as a whole. It's not really addressed until it becomes extreme. Mm-hmm. I'm extre- I'm explaining the extreme. Exactly. We haven't even talked about unhealthy. Right. So, Because that was one of the topics I would talk about with the teens. I'm like, before we, we, okay, we talk about the the worst case. This Mm -hmm. is what it looks like. All right. Uh Let's talk about the stuff that most of us deal with, which is unhealthy. Yeah. Yeah. Communication. What is love? Mm -hmm. Like, what is, what Mm -hmm. are boundaries? Mm -hmm. Like, those are the things that. The, The yield sign. Yes, it's how a do yield you sign that it's like okay, yield, but right. I can still go oh. through the life. Right, I can, but let me not tap too much, right. okay. you know, because you might get hit. Sideswipe. Um, <laughs> unhealthy doesn't, you know, both people can be healthy. People say oh. they were both abusive. Like, uh-huh. yeah, it's possible, but it's hard to get to that point. It's usually unhealthy when there's like balance in mm-hmm. the power struggle. It's a power struggle. Right. That's when it's unhealthy. Right. Power uh-huh. control is had by one person. That's abuse. Power struggle is unhealthy. Uh-huh. Quality is healthy. And so if you're in a power struggle all the time with your relationship, that's not good to sustain either. Like eventually you need to, you're going to go one yeah. way or the other. Either somebody's going to give a fight and, and it's going to be abusive, or you're going to figure out how to make it work and it's going to mm-hmm. be more you know, equal as far as like how you all relate to each other. Um, but yeah, yeah. it's... <laughs> The I schools, more. something more, something more concrete, something that we could expect our kids to have. Yeah. But unfortunately, you know, it, it is a lot on the parents. But, you know, if we're watching it and then the parents are telling you something different, like, that's hard, too. Mm-hmm. Like, I see y'all's relationship mm-hmm. not that great. And you're telling mm-hmm. me, you know, kids can be kind of petty and yeah. <laughs> right, be right. very concrete. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, I, I hear you, Barbara. Like, I love doing that that job. It was it, it really gave me a lot of fulfillment. It really solidified. That's really the reason why I eventually went back to school again mm-hmm. for developmental psychology mm-hmm. 
because after that, I went into hospitals and I was like, man, these kids are in pain. And mm. They're so young. How are they getting here so fast? Right. And so I kind of studied okay, yeah. development trauma, and that's kind of where I got to where I am now, which is mm-hmm. like it's it's a it's a pathway that you know. It's not like a choose your own adventure. It's not mm-hmm. an either or. It's either and. Like all of these stuff yeah. is going to be happening at the same time. Mm-hmm. And you just have to be aware mm-hmm. of them. Like, you know, everybody's saying stay woke, stay safe, and stay woke. Yes. Like, you stay safe and stay Keep your eyes open. Right. And you can't do, you can't be that open all the time without other people. Because, you, you know, True. It's, yeah. it's just yeah. it's too much. Our brains are only designed to handle so much. That's why we have to have rest and self-care and all of that stuff because yeah you know you know being woke all the time you get sleepy after a while you gotta chill <laughs> like chill out relax but yes we definitely need to as a society just make the good the positive the goal and not avoiding the negative mm-hmm. that's that's the big difference yes working in like i said nonprofits and preventative care and intervention and again i've been at the extreme end and now mm-hmm. working in private practice okay i see the full range i can see yeah you know, hey, you know, you just need a little push this way to, all right, y'all, if this don't work, <laughs> there's other levels you can take that I cannot, mm-hmm. you know, be able to provide you. And so, okay, um, yeah, I, I like that you have a passion to that. want that for, for people. I want that. I yeah. Want that. Like, I just, I'm sitting here and I'm realizing that, that I really want that because when I look at things from a, I'm always trying analyze it I mean that's what you know and and I'm just kind of thinking about it and it's like with the with the kind of this person and the overpowering there's also an adaptation that's taking place um yeah and a transaction that that's really really happening Mm -hmm. um behind the scenes and that that's why I said it could be a slippery slope because if it's if it's undetective and it's so much um, acquiescing or or adaptability, mm-hmm. you can look at I can look mm-hmm. at oh yeah auntie oh what she's she's fine you know everything uh, uh, that was kind of harsh how he said that mm-hmm. um, but yeah. it, 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 you know it it hit that yellow. You know that that beat yellow, but not quite the red, and so we we just didn't say anything. And as a culture of of people, you know, um, it it doesn't even have to be an African American culture, but you know, there is a culture where you know you leave that elephant in the room, and some elephants. And I was Uh like, you know, do they enter like an, an elephant coming in the room? You can see, okay, this is huge. It's not even, we can't even accommodate it. But one that comes in as a baby and grows up, then the furniture Mm -hmm. and everything accommodates and move to it and everything. And so it makes it difficult. So that's why it's like, I would love to have, can you do that? No. (laughs) Can you produce an whole in 10 days? Um, you know, having a place, cause there seems to be a gap there. Um, and, 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 and mm-hmm. my, my degree, my first degree was, um, social psychology. I love sociology. Oh, 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 I love that. And so seeing, um, having somebody to have that sense of awareness, just as we were taught two plus two is four. You can't tell us that it's, it's mm-hmm. not four. like in, in adulthood, you right. cannot say it. So if we learned early, you know, as a society, mm-hmm. 
not acceptable, then, you know, no. And then e even the abuser won't It won't do feel it. right to them. There you go. Key word. It won't. Emotion, feeling, like mm. feelings are not facts. Yes. But they are feedback. That's, yeah. They, we need them. Yeah. But our society, like, suppresses them, but then also mm -hmm. acts like they're not there. Right. Like mm -hmm. also, you bullies yeah. can bully because nobody questions it. Mm -hmm. But if I'm feeling attacked, yeah. that's, that's feedback. I need to say something. Right. Now, whether I am right or wrong, I will mm -hmm. not know until mm -hmm. I say something. We are so trained to stay out of each other's business. Yep. You know, keep it to yourself. But there's power in numbers, mm -hmm. even if it's like everybody's telling me something different. Now, it could be whether mm -hmm. if they're telling you that you're not, you know, you're not going to make it. And there's something, a feeling telling you that you can. Mm -hmm. OK, where's the evidence? Well, I'm still yeah. into this. I still want to do this. So right. I'm going to trust what I'm saying. Right, right, right. And then sometimes it's like, OK, I don't feel good. Yeah. Everybody's telling me, yeah, get away, get away. Mm -hmm. OK, your feeling is lining up with the evidence. So mm -hmm. trust that and then right. figure out how to get away. Right. Yeah. We, we question and second guess ourselves so much because we don't believe that we have the power that we have. Like we're helpless, we're hopeless, we're, we're right. worthless, and none of these things are true. Right. But we have to fight that every day. Right. That's what that's what mm -hmm. I mean by being woke and aware. It's like yeah. what in this in this environment is trying to tell mm -hmm. me I'm worthless and what in this environment tells me that I'm not. Right. Whether that environment is in my mind, in what mm -hmm. I know to be true, mm -hmm. or just my interactions with people every day. So mm -hmm. I hear what you're saying. Like, we need more. And I think that's where 2020 is trying to take this. Good. The, take us is like, yes. Clean the slate, restart, like, see the world as it is, fight mm -hmm. against what's not right, fight for what is, and trust that you have everything you need to be whoever you're supposed to be. It's just a matter of how you use it, how you grow it, how you develop it. And so that's that's what my whole yeah. my purpose in life is, is to help people do that. Because wow. by that's doing beautiful. that, I'm doing that for myself. Yeah. I can grow. I can be different. I can have these opinions mm -hmm. yeah. constantly. Like my mother named me Tiffany because our brother had a crush on a girl named Tiffany. And I'm like, what does Tiffany mean? It means revelation. It means oh, wow. seeing what is already there. It's okay. in, in a, yes. a, a revelation of something you already knew to be true. Mm -hmm. That's what I'm doing all the time. It's like if it's true you and it's okay, and it, it it sometimes drives me nuts a little bit, which is why I need like self care. But you know, I, I feel like I'm working in in my purpose, and so I hope that this conversation and the conversations we're going to have in the future, mm -hmm. your Many podcast, more comes. Right. yes, like, like, that's what I'm about. Like we all have known how to survive because we're here. Yeah, how do we get past that? How do we get past? How do we like yes. thrive. into yes. the thrive? Yes. I love that, and right. so. Um, yeah, how do we get back yeah. to the core? What was I doing before this? Mm -hmm. What if it didn't happen? Yeah. That uh -huh. whatever that incident, whatever, who would yeah. I be? That, yeah, who would I be? Where was I headed to? Yeah. Where am I going now that it's back? We do need mm -hmm. um, people in our life to help us to survive and yeah. be safe mm -hmm. and to also find yeah. that purpose to help us to, to thrive. To make all that work. Yes, it's hard to make the life is, is hard, but yes. it's also joyful and beautiful and hilarious and all the other things. And so, being able to embrace it all, it is, is like I think that's what we're, we're working towards. That's why we have even trauma. Like, okay, if the worst thing possible that could happen, what can you learn from mm -hmm. that? Mm -hmm. And how right. can you make that a part of what you give yes. to the world and give to yourself? Mm -hmm. And so, 
you yeah. you said something mm-hmm. that just shaped my life and it just man boom took off <laughs> tiffany does that tiffany <laughs> and it was about it it was about like trauma and that that does not belong your brain is supposed to process like new information kind of thing um it's not to continue to process like old things and you should you know, give it to somebody else to, you know, having great friends or whoever to, to talk to right. um, and kind of work that out and process that through. But we should be processing new information because it can't, you can't do, it seems like you can't do both you at the same time. You can't be in the past and the present at the same time. Yeah. Right. And trauma is the past versus the present. And that's right. so super cool. Mm-hmm. And so if a person is on um, wanting to thrive or wanting to pick up something new, to do this new habit, they have to do something mm-hmm. with that trauma that was in their brain, um, you know, to deal with that. Yeah, and we'll talk right. more about thoughts and things like that. Yes. Yeah, so today's uh, podcast was very informative. Yes. And Tiffany, for those that want to potentially reach out to you, how can they reach you? Well, I'm on, on the interwebs. Yes, I have a website, www.epiphanylanecounseling.com. That's E-P-I-P-H-A-N-Y-L-A-N-E-C-O-U-N-S-E-L-I-N-G. He can maybe put that in. Yes, we we will. But if you just put Epiphany Lane in, it'll, Google's been good to me. It'll it'll pop up. And then I'm on uh, Instagram at Epiphany Lane Counseling. I have a Twitter, uh, Epiphany Lane, DTX, Facebook. find me on LinkedIn if you guys you know for the business folk Uh, if there's any like uh, businesses or anything that would like some consulting about mental health issues Uh, yeah and yeah you can find me that way I I have a private practice of counseling Mm -hmm. and I also do said public speaking presentations and I'm working on some things in the near future that I love to share with the listeners. Yes. We can't wait for part two, three, four, you know, (laughs) through 10. Lord, this is so good. (laughs) It has been um, great having um, Tiffany on and and just so enlightening. Um, And I want to encourage every listener. um, I don't only want to say be safe or stay safe, but um, really mm-hmm. to exercise and implement what Tiffany had put in today. You're not alone. Um, you can you can reach out, and we wanted you to feel like you mattered today. Absolutely, and that you matter every day. And um, this this particular episode is for someone like you, whoever you are, um, who needs to hear um, this gleam of light. And that you can um, achieve whatever it is that you want. Just get through um, the safety net and, and survive this. And you can do this. So we thank you for listening today. Thank you. We are here, Thrivers. Thank you for listening to the Thrive Matters podcast. Greetings to all of our Thrivers and a warm welcome to our new Thrive listeners. We hope everyone was inspired to know more, do more, and be more. Be sure to tune in next time. Until then, check out our blog at thethrivematters.com. And please feel free to leave comments and questions on the Contact Us page. 
Happy thriving!